hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little more sleep. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews on Sunday mornings. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. Now, we're not a replacement for some really important stuff that we think happens on Sunday mornings, like intergenerational fellowship and good music, inspiring music, charming children at children's time, and those lovely snacks. We had cheesecake this week at my church. Oh, show off. Uh, But we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts, and we are not homiletical harbingers of the new age. We are just your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so that if you're away from home or working or maybe you're training your dog for agility training and you have a competition. Coming. That's very important. Yep. Or maybe just sleeping in. You can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. So each episode is a conversational version of a sermon that we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, uh, whether you're out for a run or running around in your car, running errands, or just at home with a cup of coffee, kicking the cat off the keyboard, we hope that you receive what we have to say with an open mind and an open heart. We also have this quick note for you, and that is is that we're going to say things that you may disagree with, and we're hoping that you will, because... We really believe that God works in each one of us and that each one of us has a brain and God gave us one. So we actually think that you should be thinking with it. Please do. Crazy thought. So Chris, what's up? Yeah, um, hi. Hi. It's, I'm tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. It is, Sunday was New Year's Day, mm-hmm. which meant um, an early night on Saturday for us, or it was a school night. A tired pastor on Sunday morning. Guess which one I was. The tired pastor. On it's Sunday possible morning. I was the tired pastor on Sunday morning, but I preached on the same scripture that you preached on, and we actually kind of went in the same direction with it, except I skewed off. Yes. At one point, and went down a rabbit hole. So we're going to talk about my rabbit hole okay, because so we've already talked a little bit about the thing that. That you talked about in the last podcast. So right. if you haven't heard the last podcast. Yes, you got to go back and listen. You got to go back and listen to the last podcast. We started talking about 2016 being over and how relieved people seem to be. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of that. Like a lot of really funny memes about things being done and let's get on yeah, with 17. You are 16 going, going on 17. Yeah, all that. Um, and one of the things that people really disliked about 2016 is the number of people who passed away who were in the public eye and who were adored. Yes. So I actually... Especially that last few. That was really crazy. Yeah. So so I sort of brought this up for my congregation. I shouted out a few names and then they shouted out... A bunch of names. Hundreds of names of people who passed away. That's probably exaggerating. At least a dozen names of people who passed away that I'd totally forgotten about. So this year... I mean, who are the ones that you can remember? Um, George Michael, obviously, at the Big end one. of the year. Yeah. Um, Prince. Prince. Um, Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. We talked about Nancy Reagan. Uh, Nancy Reagan. Glenn Fry, who was, you know, the musician. Antonine Scalia, yeah. who some people really loved and some people really, really hated. hated. Harper Lee. Yep. To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. Harper Lee. George Martin, the fifth Beatle. Yeah. George Martin. Patty Duke. Merle Haggard. Florence Henderson. A lot of moms died. A lot of moms died. A lot of dads died. Alan Thicke. Yep. yep. A lot of on-screen pastors died. 
Ron Glass for my Firefly nerds out there or people who like cop shows. Um, <laughs> and the guy from MASH was the guy from MASH's name. Oh. Uh, William Christopher. That's it. Yeah. Gary Shandling. Anton Yelchin for my nerds. My yes. uh, Star Wars. He was yes. the Russian guy in Star Wars. He so, was also so, Charlie Bartlett, you know. Yeah. So folks that are older. Mm-hmm. We also had some younger folks die that, that shocked us. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And then her mom, Debbie Reynolds, who my family was much more interested in talking about. <laughs> I'm the youngest person in my, ma- my family by about 30 years this Christmas. There were people who uh, passed away that surprised us. Um, maybe they shouldn't have. Did we already mention Muhammad Ali? No, no. Did we mention Ellie Weissel? No, no. But um, both of those are... Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. Arnold Palmer, who until I was 10 thought was just a guy who named a drink after himself. <laughs> Did not know that he had a career in golf. Golf. Janet Reno. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. Yes, we went to a great memorial concert for him. And there's a podcast about that. Fidel Castro. John Glenn. Zsa Zsa Gabor. I loved on the Zsa Zsa Gabor one. They they didn't know exactly how old she was. Good for her. Whatever makes you happy, sister. Gary Marshall, who brought you such movies as Pretty Woman and... uh, Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries, yeah. Uh, Leon Russell, Kenny Baker, or R2-D2, to you plebeians out there. Yeah, just so, so many political leaders and sports stars and movie stars Mm -hmm. and journalists. Gwen Ifill comes to mind. Uh, John Saunders, the sports journalist. Or uh, Pat Summitt, who was the basketball coach. Yep, yep, yep. And I had totally missed that one until... You mentioned it um, earlier. I was like, whoa. Tons and tons and tons and tons of people passed away this year. People are ready to kick 2016 to the curb. Not to mention, people had some other things die, like hopes and aspirations for who would be president or uh, hopes and aspirations for their own personal lives, businesses or education. I had a couple of kids in my church who, you know, failed their first class ever. Oh, Uh, yeah. And that's so hard. Um, Yeah. Or relationships breaking up that you didn't think were ever going to break up all of those things people have experienced a lot of loss and they're ready for 2016 to be done right so sunday was the first day of 2017 but it is such an arbitrary it is like such an arbitrary moment everything that was true on saturday is still true on sunday Sunday. except we can add to it a different letter, a different number. A new, yeah, like there's more that happened. So like then Mariah Carey slaughtered her career on the Dick Clark show. Oh, did she? <laughs> she had, there was a technological issue that has been getting a lot of attention. Yeah, so, so a lot of bad things happened in 2016. But 2017 is not going to be any different. Right. And a lot of people blame 2016 for celebrity deaths, particularly of younger people like Prince and George Michael and Carrie Fisher. And the thing is, they were not stolen by 2016. No, it is not actually a year that does that. Their lives were taken because of drug abuse, right? So it'd also be good if we could talk about the real causes of things. (laughs) Instead of scapegoating an arbitrary period of time. But 2016 is gone and 2017 has begun. And this is the time when a lot of people start making resolutions. Yep. So any resolutions for you? Oh, no, I'm not really that kind of person. Because 
I know that next week I'd forget anyway. So Well, I believe one resolution that we both have is that your house will be done. Yes. The house is going to be done by July 1st. July 1st is the, is yes. the deadline? That's our deadline. Okay. I think we can do it. I don't think it's going to be that hard. Susan bought her first house this year and yeah. she's been remodeling. And I really, really need to get the master bathroom done because I think it's giving me allergies. I think so too. So so you have a resolution. I do. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're right. I do. I have a, a an eh. Eh. kind of resolution, which is I want to post something hopeful. Okay. Something in the news that's hopeful. So okay. I'm not going to lie about how I feel about other things that are going on in the news. That's good. Okay. That's a good So point. I'm not going to cut those parts out, but I am going to mention at least one thing every day that I think is good news. So the fact that Tesla has created roof tiles that are cheaper than regular roof tiles that are solar powered and will keep your house off the grid all day. Like that that's is really news. cool. That's very cool. So the next time you need to replace your roof, you know, check out the tile. And they look like a bunch of different things. So whatever style of architecture your house is, you can find a tile that will work for you. Great. But that is increasing the availability and the affordability. Of solar? Of solar is great. Wonderful. Alternative energies. I'm all about it. Save the planet. Woohoo. Right. So that was my article today. So resolutions are the things that we decide to do for what purpose? Usually it's self-improvement or... Mm -hmm. New year, new me, right? All that. Right, right. So for me, resolutions come at an arbitrary time of year, but they're still useful. I have a friend who will do diets that last one week, seven-day diets, Mm -hmm. and they will not start any day but Monday. (laughs) They will not start any day but Monday, which means that if they decide that they need to go on this diet and it's Thursday, they will wait until Monday. (laughs) So for four days, they can eat whatever they want. And then on Monday, they start the diet because that's the right way to do it. It's an arbitrary decision, but that's what they decide. So okay, news- everyone, listeners, listeners, you know who that is, right? It's, I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, anyway. Hello. January 1 is Monday for everybody, okay. right? It's right. not literally Monday, but, right, right. it's, but, their, but it's their Monday. in our brains. That's the trigger for us that says it's time to do something. But the thing is, we get ourselves in trouble in a life of faith when our New Year resolutions, whether it's January 1 or Ash Wednesday... Or, or Advent 1, mm-hmm. or whatever our arbitrary marking of time is, we get ourselves in trouble when we think that we have the luxury of waiting for a particular period of time to do mm. self-improvement in order that God might show up. Right. So I am one of those people who, when I have visitors to my house, I like my house to be relatively clean. Yes. When I have people to my office, I like my office to be relatively organized. I'm less so. When I send things to my tax accountant, I like to know what she's going to say back to me before I send it. (laughs) I'm one of those people. And I get myself in trouble when I think that starting a New Year resolution will get me ready for God. Yes. That I will get my all of my stuff together and my life will be perfectly ordered. And then I will invite God to show up. Right. And that is not how it works. Not at all. Because this Matthew 2 that we talked about on the last podcast, this story of the continuation of Christmas that's right. full of bloodthirsty kings and people on the run for their lives and people who are not able to go home. Um, we have the Holy Family as refugees. We have the slaughter of an entire village of infants and toddlers. We have all of these horrible things happening. And this is still the world that God chooses to show up in. Right. God did not show up in the perfect world. God didn't wait until there was a good political leader on the throne to show up. God didn't wait until Mary and Joseph were married to show up. 
God showed up at the most inconvenient time. Um, In fact, Jesus goes on to describe God showing up later as a thief breaking into your house, which is a really unnerving image. Not the one we put up in paintings. Yeah, we tend to show God as a holy glow around somebody dressed all in white with some feathery angel wings. Not a thief (laughs) showing up when you are the most vulnerable and the least prepared. Yeah. And yet this is when God shows up. And so it's good for me to hear that if I'm waiting to get my stuff right before God shows up, Almost like I can sort of earn God showing up by being right. prepared. Because it's, it's it's a very slippery slope between that and... Worthiness. Wor- worthiness, right? Yeah, like I'm just shooting myself in the face at right. that point. Like that's not helpful because God will show up anyway. In fact, God is already showing up now. And the purpose of our resolutions, which are concrete things like... Uh, The example that came up in children's moment was, I'm not going to eat at McDonald's anymore, which totally took this kid's parents by surprise. (laughs) I will not eat at McDonald's anymore. Mom and dad (laughs) looked at each other in horror. That's fabulous. (laughs) And I said, well, why would you do that? And he said, well, to get healthy. And I said, cool. Okay. So the resolution is really about maintaining a good relationship. So the three main relationships that we care about in Christianity are our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself. And our relationship with other people. And we think all three of those are intertwined. So all of our resolutions are aimed at those three things. Which is why perhaps stupid resolutions don't make it very long. Right. Really arbitrary resolutions don't last long because they're not built on something important like, so that I will, yeah, I will deepen my relationship with the people around me. I will take better care of myself. I will take more time to listen to what God is trying to say to me our resolutions fall apart when we're not doing that. And so I shared with my congregation, the covenant prayer. Nice. Wesley, John Wesley, who is the founder of Methodism has quite an interesting story, which I'm sure I will bore all of you with at some point because I nerd out about it. Cause I think he's so funny. Yeah. But John Wesley wrote this covenant prayer. And recently Jeremy Smith, who writes hacking Christianity, which I highly recommend and you should all go check out hackingchristianity.net, uh, rewrote it a little bit to make it make more sense for people who use less fancy language than they did in the 1700s. So this is his version of the covenant prayer. And this is a renewal of our relationship with God and recognizing our place in God's work. So it says this, it says, I am not my own self-made self-reliant human being in truth. O God, I am yours. Make me into what you will make me a neighbor with those whom you will. Guide me on the easy path for you. Guide me on the rocky road for you. Whether I am to step up for you or step aside for you, whether I am to be lifted high for you or brought low for you, whether I become full or empty with all things or with nothing, I give all that I have and all that I am for you. So be it. And may I always remember that you, O God, and I belong to each other. Amen. Amen. So that was the rewriting of the covenant prayer. But it's the idea of placing ourselves in perspective. Yeah. And which recognizing is that we very easily get out of, right? Oh, man. Like we very easily start thinking it's, it's all about me and forget that it's about this tension of the relationship and the connections that we are created for. Right. Absolutely. And so to sort of place ourselves in perspective and to say, these are the things that I am promising. And nowhere in there does it say, God, I will be perfect for you. And to release ourselves from that. Yeah. Isn't there freedom in that? There is freedom in that. But to say, in this world where things are broken, in this world where we still have tyrants, where we still have fear, 
where we still have people who are picked on for their religion or their race or their nationality or their job status or their marital status or their sexual orientation or gender identity or fill in the blank in this world that is not perfect and in my life, which is not perfect, I can still be an agent of God's love. And I'm willing to do that, whatever the circumstances, not waiting for the perfect circumstances because those don't happen. No, but last time I waited for perfection, it never came. (laughs) Still waiting. Still waiting. So in a world where the people we love pass away, I'm sorry, 2016, you took some greats. In a world where we have pain and loss and grief, in a world where the innocents are still slaughtered. And we saw that this year too with the Pulse nightclub shooting in Philando Castile and the people of Berlin and Brussels and Aleppo and now the people of Turkey. In a world that is messed up, in that world, we dare to believe that God is still at work and that we have a part of that work and that our part of that work is not dependent on whether or not we fulfill all of our resolutions, but on maintaining positive relationships with ourselves and the people around us and our God. And that that's really the point of the story. So I love that Matthew leaves the, as you call it, Susan, uh, warts and all. Warts and all. Into the story. I love that, that Matthew doesn't sugarcoat it for us and hide from us the fact that this was a dangerous world. We still live in a dangerous world. There are people who experience that danger to greater extents because of who they are and where they are. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But this is a world that still threatens people's livelihoods in a lot of ways. And this is a place where people who have power are terrified. Absolutely. And And do everything they can to protect that that power. power. That's one of those things that we forget. Yeah. And that it's important for us to maintain right relationships with each other so that we can do what we can to stand in solidarity to protect one another from whatever is coming. Yep. From the powers and principalities that still exist, which often look like, you know, our own political leaders, our mm-hmm. own systems, our own laws, our mm-hmm. own whatever. Yes. I'm not saying America is not a great place to be, but, but it's better if you're some people than if you're others. Yep. And so yep. to try and really make that kingdom of God hope that we've been talking about for four weeks come true means that we have to engage. We have to leave the pretty picture postcard of the story yeah. and enter in. What we're talking about is is our resolutions are also things that draw us into the world. Yes. And not out of the world. Right. Uh, one of the things that I really loved that I read, in, uh, and I'm sorry, I would give them your name if I knew who you were, but I have already forgotten. Somebody uh, in one of the commentaries that I read said that God does not take away broken hearts. God takes on broken hearts. Mm. That God enters into, into. Right. broken hearts. And so it's not about trying to make the pain go away and then the world will be okay. It's about, okay, in this world that is not okay, how do we love each other, support each other, work for justice, work for peace, work for healthy and sustainable futures for everybody? How do we do that? And I think resolutions are not a bad thing. If if it's the turning over of the calendar that you need to jumpstart that in you, great. God is already working God is not waiting for you to be perfect to be working in the world. But if you want to join in and this is the time for you to do that, awesome. Get on it because, you know, we need all the help we can get. Yep. I also threw in a reference to my favorite movie, which not my favorite movie. I always say everything's my favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie. You have a lot of favorite movies. A lot of favorite movies. Um, The movie In a World, which features some of my favorite comedians, including Dimitri Martin. 
um, in a world is about a woman who's trying to break into the voiceover industry mm-hmm. for previews for movies. You know, there's always that person uh, at the previews who like goes... Like at the beginning of the holiday. Yeah, like <laughs> in a world where there are tyrants on the thrones and everybody has chips implanted in their hands so they can be tracked. Jason Bourne comes along and in a world sort of sets the setting. And right. Matthew is setting the setting and the setting that he's setting is not pretty. No. And our world is what it is. And me and my cynicalness, I will point out every foible and flaw. But God is still working. And as people of faith, we dare to believe Amen. that God is still working. Amen. And that we have a part of that. Yep. So. God is not yet done. And we are in the midst. Yay. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have any questions for us or stories that you want to relate back to us about something we've been talking about, um, shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. We're available on Facebook at Sunday Morning Sleep-In. This podcast is available on iTunes and lots of other places. Lots of other places, SoundCloud, you know, wherever you can find us. The scripture for this podcast was Matthew 2, 13 to 23. The music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazar. It's traditional at the end of a service for the pastor to give all of the people, all of the ordinary non-haloed people in the congregation, a blessing to make them just a little shinier. Um, I don't have any magic words for you, but I do believe that there is power in being exactly who you are. You might have some rough edges that you don't like, and feel free to work on those. But you don't have to be perfect to be used by God, and the world doesn't have to be perfect for God to show up. So the challenge, really, is to go out and love every person you meet, even the ones you might not think deserve it, because God thinks they do, just the way God thinks we all do. And I want to share one more thought before we go. And this is a quote from Hildegard of Bingen. Bingen? Bingen. Bingen. Uh, She says this. She says, We shall awaken from our dullness and rise vigorously towards justice. If we fall in love with creation deeper and deeper, we will respond to its endangerment with passion. So may you fall in love this year. May you fall in love with the world around you, with the people who are in your world, and may you seek justice because you just can't imagine doing anything else. Amen? Amen. All right, see you later, guys.